the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. Welcome to the new Skype. Yes. It says you're recording. It can yeah. see you're That's weird. Because Skype now has a built-in recorder. Well, that's nice. Um, yeah, just Skype being Skype. I'm paranoid beyond belief that it's just gonna not work at some point. So, um, yeah, but nothing else is, uh, compatible with Skype anymore. So their recent update made sure of that. So the only way you can record a Skype call is now with Skype, unless you have an external recorder. That's weird. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Hmm. But, I mean, what are you going to do? As long as it works. Yeah, so far it's worked. The problem is it records in MP4 format. Mm-hmm. So I I have to record. Of course the dog's going to bark. I have to record and then convert it, which sometimes is just just takes too damn long. So... Where are you? How are you um, converting it? Are you using the um, the audio editing program? Um, no, I have an onboard converter. Okay. So, um, just something free that Microsoft offers, thankfully. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh man. So how goes it? It goes. It goes. Had a long day today. Good day. Good day. All good, but very long day. Did you work today? No, no. Okay. Um, Katie flew out at 6.30 this morning for Texas um, to visit her brother and Mackenzie, his wife. Um, and so she actually, her alarm, Ezra woke up at 3 in the morning. Katie's alarm was scheduled for 3.30 in the morning. So I got Ezra down in about a half hour, came back to bed. Second time my head hit the pillow, her alarm went off. Which she then snoozed for 30 minutes <laughs> off and on. Got out of bed at four. So that's again. So I've not gone to sleep at this point. So I'm, I'm still awake. It's four o'clock. She's getting ready, getting showered. It's 4 30. Um, and it's five. And then she leaves at five or no, she around 4 45. I'm still awake this whole time. <laughs> And so finally, I go to sleep um, a little bit after 5, and then Ezra wakes me up right at 7. So I had, like, a little bit of sleep last night. And, nice. then, and, then, and then it was just me and him all day long, like, playing hard and going hard. But there's nothing. There's, it's been raining, like, it's freaking monsoon season here. And so yeah, we can't, especially out there where you are. Oh, yeah. No, it's been awful. Uh, so there's, like, there's nowhere to go. So we can't go out and let him run. 
So it's just been, it was a struggle today to find stuff to get him to like really go all out and get that real good energy out. Um, so at one point we were doing piggyback rides around the house where basically I would make him run from whatever room we were in to our bed, climb up on our bed, like, which was not necessary. It was just like trying to get him to run <laughs> to and climb up on our bed. Then he could get on my back from the top of our bed. I would run a couple laps around the house, stop somewhere far away from my bed and say, now go get on the bed. If you want another one, I like take him down and say, all right, if you want more, go get on the bed. And then you have to run. So I did that for like 45 minutes at one point today. So that was fun. It was it was actually genuinely fun, but my neck is like your kid hasn't figured out the balance of a piggyback ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay. So no, it's just it's like a big like thirteen hours flat out. I literally just finished ten minutes ago, basically, um, and it was like, whew. but I feel good about it because he went to sleep really well and like he had obviously had a good day. Like I posted pictures on social media and stuff, and he like. I think he had a great day, um, and that's good. And that's all that you can really ask for in the end. But that makes me tired. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, parenting—it's uh, not for me. So mm. <laughs> whatever you love those nieces and nephews. I do, but I don't have to like entertain them constantly. There is a point where it's like, okay, well, I'm done. So. Here you go. You you mm-hmm. have fun with that. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what else have you been doing? What's I've been doing? A lot of Ezra stuff. His birthday was last weekend. So, yeah. Which, that's a good... So, let's talk about that. So, the I'm going to tell everybody the plan, and then you can say what happened. So, the idea was, here where we live, there's a train museum, which runs uh, train rides. Um, they're basically every hour and 15 minutes on Saturdays. I think most days of the week. Um, it's a great, the whole deal. It's like an hour long train ride, 20 minutes one way. They take you to basically like the construction yard where they work on all these old timey trains. They actually take the steam engine that's pulling your train off the, to this roundabout where they turn it around so it can then go down the tracks and then pull you the opposite direction. So you can watch all of this, see their mechanic shop and then 20 minutes back. It's really fun, nice, easy hour on the rails. Ezra loves trains. That's what he wanted to do. Well, let me rephrase. He didn't know what he wants to do. I don't think he understood what a birthday was until Saturday. <laughs> um, but but that's we knew he would be very happy riding a train, especially with the idea that with a kid's birthday, people want to be around. People expect you to throw birthday parties, and we're not doing it. He wouldn't understand. He would get overwhelmed. He doesn't quite know everybody that's like, so it's like the me and Katie, then her parents, my aunt Jen, and then everybody else is a different tier for him in terms of comfort. And so if I we bring all these people in who want to celebrate his birthday for a party, I don't think he would enjoy it. We both agreed he wouldn't have enjoyed it because he doesn't. He, he could have been potentially overwhelmed and nervous about different people, and we could have spent more time getting him to kind of acclimate to people. So he said, let's go on a train ride because we all sit in seats. It's not a big to-do. Everyone's not staring at him, and he's not expected to perform. He can just sit and ride the train because he kind of gets really focused. He's like Tom Cruise running across those buildings, except he's totally stationary in a seat. Uh, And Mission Impossible Fallout is what I meant, the concentrated face. Uh, It's like that's how he is. He's very into it. So it was 
Good idea. So we invited a group of people. My in-laws came. My father-in-law, first time since his cancer diagnosis, he's been back since January. They came up for the weekend. He's doing really well. Um, my aunt and uncle came. My, my aunt's mom, Karen, came, who's sort of like my other grandparent, and, and Ezra calls her uh, Aunt Karen. Um, and so she's just sort of, because she's by marriage is, is how my aunt is related. So Karen is her mom. It's, I don't know. It's just a fun, and my coworker Dan and her mom, just like a weird hodgepodge of people. And I also invited you to go to, on the uh, 1040 train ride. Um, and I got a text that I don't know when I saw it. I know I saw it at way, like, I don't know how far after we left, but I got a text from you that said, uh, essentially you, you missed the train. <laughs> what happened, Logan? So you told me like the train rides at 1040. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I've never been on one of these things. So I did not understand that to mean the train leaves at 1040. Mm-hmm. Like, I took it to mean be there at 1040. So I planned it out well enough that I got there probably at 1043. So, oh my God, you're so close. And so like, I'm like, well, there's a bunch of cars here, but I don't see anybody. So uh, I cross, you know, you have to cross the parking lot across mm-hmm. the tracks. And so it's like probably, you know, close to 1050 by the time I get there. Uh, mm-hmm. into the, the thing. So I uh, go inside, there's nobody in there. I was like, mm-hmm. well, this is weird. And so I walk outside and I'm like, I don't see where they could be, but I'm yeah. pretty sure a lot of those cars are here for this. So, uh, okay. So I'm standing there and I turn around and I see the sign train leaves at 1040 or whatever it says. And I was like, oh, so the train leaves at 1040, not be here at 1040. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good distinction that I that I could have made. Um, I would uh, hearing it said, I totally agree. Um, I did. I definitely looked back and was like, what did I do? And I saw it then as well. Um, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that big of a deal because I left there and went to a comic convention. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the comic? Oh, you went to Geekster, did you? Yep. That's nice. I totally wanted to go, but it was never going to happen. Um, when my in-laws decided they were coming, it became a much different weekend for us. Yeah, I figured when uh, you didn't mention that, I was like, he's definitely not coming. So, um, I, like, I'm not going to say anything. And uh, Yeah, it was it was actually we had planned to do it um, if her parents didn't come um, because it was going to be a little bit of, like, a distraction therapy for Katie for the fact that her dad wasn't well enough to make it. That's what that would have meant if they hadn't come. And they didn't give us the okay that they were coming, I think, until about two weeks beforehand, like for real, for real. Like they said we're coming for a long time, but there's a lot of back and forth, and it wasn't worth updating people. They are coming. They're not coming, that sort of thing. Um, And so even then when they told us like two weeks in advance, we were kind of like, yeah, we'll see. And, and then they did come. And so, I, but I knew kind of like when they were saying this is really happening, I was like, well, there goes that plan. Cause we will definitely be, uh, be just doing grandparent stuff, which is totally good and fine. And Ezra loves them so much and he was very happy. And so it worked out for them and him and for Katie. So it's like, Hey, it's okay. I'll live. Yeah. Well, I need to do buy more action figures. <laughs> I can just do that on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, I did. 
but anyway. What'd you get? I got Sabine, the Black Series, finally. Oh, cool. Yeah, I found it went on sale. This guy had been selling, I'm assuming he had a box of them that fell off a truck, but he's been selling them in a huge quantity for a long time, and the price was sort of at that 25 mark, and then he raised it up because it became a harder-to-find toy, and then all of a sudden he had a few left, and he bumped it down to 15 bucks. Just wanted to get rid of them, I guess, and so I got it for 15 bucks. Hmm? Cheaper than That's I would have got it at the store. Yeah, I mean, they're... You exclude shipping. They're 20-something dollars at the store, I think. 21 brand new, something like that. Yeah. I think yeah. I paid it ultimately like 23 because of shipping. But it got here today. It got here pretty quick. So... Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyway. But, uh, but yeah, so sorry you missed it. It was... It's fun. It's uneventful. We just sat there on the train and talked and chit-chatted while Ezra very much zoned in to the train and sat in his grandfather's lap as they both looked out the window the whole time. Uh-huh. Um... But the people, everyone who came seemed to have a good time. They enjoyed the, the whole tour because none of them had done it before. Only The only ones who'd done it before were me and, and Katie and Ezra. And so it was kind of fun to, like, you know, the, the demographic was a little older than us. Um, and they were all really, really into it. Dana's mom, my coworker Dana, her mom really loved it. And my, uh, my Aunt Jen, her mom just freaking loved it she could not get over how cool it was um and so uh so it was it, it was a fun time but it was very very low-key and um we tried to invite the most important people so whether or not you made it just understand you made that list <laughs> i mean that it's fine i i honestly was not like if any of that came across as me being upset it wasn't i was just like oh well, no, me personally, like I guess had, I should have clarified all of that. If it had been me, no, this is the only thing I thought is that if it had been me personally in your shoes, I would have been extremely upset because I get way too like worked up about stuff like that, and I would have felt so bad. Not because I should have, but because that's what I would have done to myself, and I did project some of that onto you. And was I, like, I mean, oh. I did feel bad that I missed it, but I. Well, I mean, you're you're going to disagree with this, but, like, pretty sure your kid hates me. So, like, I was like, oh, well, I just, like, saved a whole bunch of people from having to be like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. No, no, so so I was speaking to that a little bit with the whole the party would be a bad idea because you're not the only one who freaks him out. My Uncle Tommy has freaked him out. Um, my uh, Karen, uh, Jen's mom, has freaked him out. Uh, Dana and her mom have freaked him out several times, and he never he never is calm. And this was like the great equalizer, and it went perfect for everybody. So it was genuinely, I don't think he hates you. I've seen him do the reaction to too many other people that he does. Um, but this was like the way to do it. And I actually went up to my job today uh, with Ezra at Dana's lunch because her class, she, uh, we're, we're teachers, basically. And, and, and that's why I'll sort of get that. We're trainers. That's what we are. Her classroom is empty the second half of the day. So I went up at lunch um, because Ezra wanted to see Dana. Dana loves Ezra and was excited to see him. But I was like, hey, can we just come to your classroom? That'll give me something to do to get out of the house. And for the first time since the train, you know, excluding that train ride. Um, and so outside of that environment with all his people around him, he went in and was like, Dana, all in on Dana, super excited. So I genuinely think it would have been very good. Uh, so I, I, I'd only disagree with you because of the evidence, not because I'm being nice to you. <laughs> uh, 
So we, we could have had a bonding moment and because you didn't clarify yep. that it, yeah, it's that's all, all your fault, fault Spencer. So, so you know what? We're going to have to go ride the train together. That's what we'll have to do. Take today, take tomorrow off. We'll go ride the train. Uh, yeah, no, I can't take tomorrow off. <laughs> we'll go Saturday morning. I got nothing to do until Sunday afternoon. <laughs> I, uh, I missed most of the day Wednesday for, uh, treatment. So yeah, probably not going to be able to take Friday off. Are you working Saturday? Uh, no. Um, I thought about it, but I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I feel exhausted. I, so the, my, I hate, so weird calling them my roommates, but Paul and Chad, the people I live with, <clears throat> they're out of town in Iceland. So. And I've been seeing some of the, the stuff they posted. Yeah, it looks like they're having a blast. Yeah. But, uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, not this past weekend, weekend before last, when I went to another comic book convention <laughs> in Cartersville, on the way back, my car started making a funny noise. And so I was like, well, that's it. I'm, you know, I just wish I was dead because I make stupid decisions and now <laughs> I don't have enough money to, you know, go fix my car, blah, blah, me being me. So, <clears throat> so all of this week, uh, this last two weeks, I've been riding around with a car that's making a god-awful noise. Um, and they left last week. So, I, of course, the offer was like, well, you can use our car. And I had no intention of doing that. And then it decided that it's monsoon season in Tennessee. And so my air stopped working uh, when it started making that noise. And so I have no defrost. So... Really difficult to drive the 30-something minutes to and from work in the rain with no defrost. I could roll the windows down, but when I get to work, I'm just soaking wet. So, right. so I've been using their car. So that's stressful to me because I, I'm just so worried that something's going to happen. Right. And then on top of that, I'm taking care of their animals who are extremely depressed and like because they're not there. Yes, and that makes my like my stuff even worse because I'm like now I'm taking on the animals' depression. So <laughs> and I'm just like I feel awful. <laughs> like I just feel so beat up. Um, and then my treatment Wednesday. I don't know if we talked about this, but last time she had told me, well, we're probably. We're definitely gonna do it one more year, and we'll we'll have to see from there. Right. I think you I think you said like six months a year or the rest of your life. I think is how you put it to me. Yeah. It's, so now it's definitely two more years, and possibly for the rest of my life. So definitely. What makes it? Years, what makes it two? Like what makes it the the need for definitely two more years? Because I know that you're getting treatment, and I sort of know what it's doing, but I don't know what factors equate to you need to do it more or less. Um. So they've when they do scans, things pop up mm -hmm. like little things, but then on the next scan they're gone. Mm -hmm. So that means means things are happening. And then they're going away. The only way to really find out what's happening is to stop treatment, but it could all progress very, very quickly if it is really, really bad. 
and then I've not been getting treatment for like three or four months. And it's like, well, well you're bad off. So we don't know what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the options are like, well, something's happening and it's not negative. So the worry is that if we stop, that it'll be really bad. And if we keep going, well, the worst case, it's causing you like mild discomfort. So let's keep going. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's bizarre. I get it. No, I'm sorry. I get it. It's just an odd. I'm learning more and more with all of this. There's been so much cancer in my life in the last few years that it's just such a weird treatment process, I guess is what I'm going to call it. Um, method behind the madness of, of treating cancer. Um, it's just so bizarre. Um, and I wish I could get you to continue doing what you're doing, but then get you on Hal's diet with all his supplements and stuff and see what would happen. I surely do. The, right now, my biggest issue is that I don't have any personal space or a kitchen. So like my no, food is constantly just like, well, whatever I can microwave or eat, you know, on the go or whatever. So no, yeah. Juicing is a, is a, is a whole process. It's not, it's not hard. It doesn't take long, but you got to have the counter. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. So Luckily, yeah, they taste like smoothies or like uh, like milkshakes when you drink them. So when we get um, you there, <laughs> yeah, I I mean I'm totally down for it. It's just right now I don't have the the space because I would be imposing on other people. So and which is something you're mentally incapable of doing. Yeah, pretty much. So even though they'd be like, oh, okay, we'll just make it work, and I'd just be like, no, this is. Not not gonna work. I'm I'm losing my mind. So, um, but the car's fixed. The it's air fixed. doesn't work. It's gone, but the car's fixed. What was wrong with the car? So there's um, the power steering and the air op- the air compressor operate on the same pulleys, like the same mm-hmm. belt. And there's three pulleys. One of those pulleys runs the. Uh, uh, air compressor. One runs the power steering and one is there to turn the other two. So the pulley that runs the air compressor is shot. That's what mm. the noise was. And okay. so the solution is either replace the air compressor, which is more than the car is worth. Um, it's several hundred dollars or to just get a belt that runs from the main pulley to the power steering pulley, make it, you know, have it fit snug, which it does, and then the power steering will be fine, and I have no air. So. Gotcha. But gotcha. the car runs, and we're coming up on fall, so, you know, well, as you long as it's heat? not raining, yeah, the heat works fine. Okay. So, as long as it's not raining, um... Or I go get some of that defog stuff, mm-hmm. then I'm good. You get your little squeegee for like a dollar. Yeah. Just like swipe it across inside windshield wipers manually. Mm-hmm. Good uh, lord. Yeah, it's been 
quite adventurous the last two weeks because it's been like two weeks I think since we recorded. It has. We did not do it last week. And that was all on me. So um, we I got asked about that. Who'd you get asked about it by? Jacob. He was like, did y'all record last week? I said, no. He was like, oh, I was looking for it, and I, it wasn't there. So We have two listeners, Jacob and Marie. <laughs> we shout out to Marie. So, yeah. Um, yeah, hi, Marie. Hi, Jacob. I talk to him every week, so there's no point in even saying hi to him. <laughs> um that's funny. Yeah, no, I just one of those things. I don't even I don't even remember my last week. I got sick at some point recently. This that was this week. I had like I ate some bad food at work and like got sick early in the morning and was down for the count for the rest of the day. I think sure. that was what day is it today? <laughs> I don't even know what day it is. Today is Thursday. It was Tuesday then. It was Tuesday. And then Wednesday I had to leave early because of all the flooding. I was afraid I wasn't gonna be able to get home at night. Which in the end worked out because it was all, I mean, let me rephrase that because it sounds flippant to my neighbors technically. Um, but my area of, of the little part of Chattanooga I live in, um, I'm in like, it, for the first time ever, it paid off to live as far out as we do because we are just far enough past it where it didn't really hurt us. It's wet everywhere, but the flooding happened more in the proper area of my, of my town. Um, or my suburb or whatever you want to call it. And, um, and so they had it bad in the real part of it, but you go five more minutes, um, north, which is where we were. And, uh, and it's just wet and sort of trees, debris everywhere, but, um, no, no major flooding. So it sort of was okay. But at the same time, they were threatening to close down my road at like three o'clock that day. And I was like, well, I have to beat them closing my road down. So I'm going to go home. My boss is really cool about it though. But leaving two days early in a row. Um, but, um, yeah, this is a weird two weeks. I'm exhausted. I got a therapist. Did I tell you that? Uh, you told me you were going to. So how yeah, did that, so I, that go? Well, I, I haven't gone. I haven't gone. Oh, I okay. haven't, so I have the appointment scheduled with the person I wanted to see. So my my employer has this awesome benefit because I don't know how it is in, in other places. I assume with, like, National Healthcare. Uh, one of our listeners can maybe tweet us about this. I'm just curious. Their their behavioral health benefits may be incredible, but for us, like sort of nationally, it's a known thing that behavioral health, which is like going to see a counselor or a therapist, um, is is typically a very bad benefit on insurance. Um, and so my employer has this extra thing um, where they will flat out pay for six visits. Um, to a therapist as long as it's within your network. And the hardest part is that some behavioral health people, because benefits are so bad for them, don't take insurance. So it's hard sometimes in some areas to get like good providers. But this was a whole facility that had a lot of people and and a handful of them were in network. And it just happened that one of the two out of the 20 doctors that this facility that I wanted to see uh, took took the program. And so they uh, pre-approved six sessions and um, I had to wait until October 14th to go. Um, that was her first availability, but the deal is once you get in, they can <coughs> put you in their rotation. And so then I can, we'll go and then I can schedule the next thing. And it won't be like two months between going in. And so, um, but it works out because I got to go to Memphis next week uh, or week after next. So it's like right when I come back from Memphis, then I can go. So it'll work out. Yeah, the, the dog hopes so. So. It's the first time in a while I've been able to actually hear the dog. Yeah, I'm not in my room, so 
because no one's here, I can just be out in the living room. And the dog does not like my podcasting. Hold on just a second. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my headphone jack, so if you can't, I can't hear you. It's cool. Okay. This is bad silent radio, but um, I could not hear. Um, Logan was crackling every time he talked, so I had to change my jack. I don't know if you're back. Are you back, Logan? He's not back. But, yeah, so he was crackling, and so I found that my mic, I don't know if it's not getting enough power or if it's just uh, had a lot of use, um, but when I plug directly into my mic, uh, I have a bad reception on the audio. Um, and so, uh, the crackling was driving me crazy. It makes me feel like my internet's going to drop out. Um, so I plugged it into the computer and I can hear it by now. And I think I hear Logan snapping. Yep. <laughs> cool. I kept this, I kept this, uh, with some noise. So you don't have to edit anything. I explained what I was doing. So. Cool. <laughs> Always thinking about the, uh, the podcast. Yeah, I appreciate that. Sometimes I forget we're on a podcast. It's weird. Yeah, it is kind of strange. It is much more therapy for me. So I'll I'll let you know which one was better for me in a few weeks. <laughs> uh, uh, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Um. So anyway, what else, man? Um, binge watched a lot of TV shows. What have you been watching? Um, I watched, uh, let's see, all of BoJack, the new season. Oh, I, I finished BoJack. I did finish BoJack. And, I mean, it's so brilliant, but it also is just so, like, devastating. So, there's that. Um, that funeral episode. Oh, my God. Oh, so good. <laughs> I watched all of... This new show on Netflix called The Good Cop. Okay. Which has Tony Danza and, God, who's that freaking, like, pseudo-religious singer? Oh, Josh Groban. Josh Groban, yeah. Yeah, no, I saw the trailer for this. <clears throat> it's weird. It, it's the same guy that did Monk created the show so it has a very monk vibe to it mm -hmm. which i like but it it's got all this like infused jazz music into it which doesn't really fit the show it feels more like something from the 70s than something modern day mm -hmm. um so i mean if you're into like old 70s cop shows you might like it um it's really cheesy you know uh, but whatever. I started it, and then before I knew it, I was like five episodes in. And there's this whole mystery about who killed uh, Tony Danza's wife. And I was like, well, I want to see where it goes. Of course, kind of sort of leaves you hanging. I was like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm down for a season two of this. So, uh, but yeah, it was okay. It was, if you need a time waster or if you like stuff like that, it's all right. Uh, Josh Groban is a decent actor, which I wouldn't have expected. Right. And Tony Danza at this point is probably just trying too hard. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I couldn't get past like 
hey, it's Tony Danza. So, you know, uh, let's see, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched two seasons of this, uh, half hour comedy show, uh, from Canada about a Korean uh, convenience store. Kim's Convenience. <laughs> yeah, I watched all, all of it. Did you like it? It's very quaint. Yeah. I love so, it. It's good. I don't love it as much as you love it. Oh, you, so, should follow, you should follow Appa on Twitter. He'll follow you back. <laughs> and he'll say, he'll do, he'll do hashtag OKCU okay, to everything that you say to him. It's really nice. He's super nice. Uh, uh, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, much like uh, the Good Cop show, it has mm-hmm. a very like 70s like sitcom vibe to it. Only mm-hmm. with modern tropes, you know, like it doesn't oh, yeah. shy away from, you know, hey, gay relationships or, I mean, it opens with the whole gay, per, gay, the gay discount. Yeah, the gay <laughs> discount. So it, it's, it's like Archie Bunker if Archie Bunker wasn't a complete and total ass. Mm-hmm. So it felt a lot like that. Apparently it's based on a play. So. Yeah, I was reading that. It's 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 so crazy how very play oriented almost all of those folks are. They've all worked in other things, but it's got a very it's it's an interesting history there. I'm glad you watched it though. I'm glad and I'm glad you didn't hate it. It wasn't a Steven Universe recommendation. No, I I just couldn't get into Steven Universe. I wanted to, but I couldn't. So, um, see so what else have I watched? I don't know. At this point, it's hard to remember. So fall TV is starting back up and I haven't really watched any of it. So that kind of sucks. Yeah, no, I don't, I think so the good place I'm saving for Katie to come back. Um, and other than that, I don't have any, I don't think there's any new show that I'm like trying to watch this fall except for some streaming stuff. Like I want to see the Romanoffs on Amazon. Uh, that trailer gets me, man. Dog, I'm going to murder you. No, oh, no, don't murder the dog. Uh, Just... it's, she barks at nothing. Absolutely nothing. She will stare at a blank spot on the wall and bark. And it's so frustrating. She kept doing it last night. Mm-hmm. And she won't, like, come in my room to sleep in there. Um, she just sits at the door and stares at me like she wants me to leave the door open, but I can't, I cannot sleep with the door open. So like I just closed the door and I would drift off to sleep and she would start barking and I'd walk out here and she'd be staring at the wall barking. I'm like, dog, you're killing me, man. Like, I'm so tired. Please just go to bed. So I think she finally went to bed at about one o'clock. So. It's very frustrating. Um, well, I'm sorry. Is it better or worse than my dogs? Um, it's a toss-up. Your dogs I get along with. Like, this dog doesn't want to climb up and sit on the couch with me and watch TV. and Like, the dog just wants to go lay on the floor and stare at the front door. I'm like, I, I don't know how to to fix that. So, you know, the dog doesn't want to to socialize with me. That's fine, but 
I also don't want to be kept up all night barking. Like, at least your dogs, it sounds weird, but, like, it's kind of, at some point, it's a little worth it, you know? Like, yeah, I had to get up at 4 a.m. to let them out and wait on them to come back in. But at least when I'm sitting there, the dogs are like, hey, we're going to come sit with you. You know, this dog doesn't want to do that. Yeah, that you know? makes sense. So I get, it's it's like having a girlfriend who just sits in the other room and then yells at you <laughs> from the other room. <laughs> it's like, you can come sit in here and we can talk. No, I'm just going to yell at you from the other room. <laughs> and when I go in there, just look at you like, what? What's wrong? <laughs> well, that's fair. So it's why I think it's more frustrating than than your dogs. Plus, they don't have a fence. But this dog is also tiny, so if this dog takes off, it's a corgi. Uh, so it's small and has little legs, so it cannot run that fast. So if the dog takes off, then I can catch the dog. <laughs> right. And is also very, she's very, very guided by her stomach. Mm-hmm. So any food whatsoever immediately will bring her to you. So it's like your dogs like to just be like, yeah, you're not really going to give that to me. I'd rather just hang out out here. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a toss up, I guess, on that end. So I get about the same amount of sleep. <laughs> The cat, however, does not give a fuck. <laughs> I should have got cats. Um, I do think the cat's depressed just because she's not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. And But then I also know cats don't really do anything. So I, I don't really know. Yeah. She lets me know when she needs food. She lets me know when she needs water. And she lets me know when she's pooped in her litter box and I need to come clean it out. Mm-hmm. So, because it's a picky cat that will not poop in a litter box that's already been pooped in. So, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. I, I feel like I've, for whatever reason, I feel like I have been dealing with animal stuff a lot in the last week. Oh, I, so here it's because we uh, we have gone back to crating the dogs. We spent a season not doing that. And by a season, I mean like three months. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's like literally a season. Um, and and it was becoming a problem because Nymeria was getting too, uh, too comfortable with the fact that she didn't have to uh, go back to her crate. So she would wake us up at all hours of the night, which she doesn't typically do. Yes. And so, but she got real like, oh, I can do this now. And so, and Ezra was waking up at all hours of the night and Katie became determined to prove that it was Nymeria, which she never could do and never actually panned out to be true. And Nymeria may have been the cause a couple of times, but Ezra was just waking up at random moments. Um, and so, um, anyway, so we've, we got back into crate training them. And so I've been very focused on their sleep. And so this time while Katie's out of town, it'll be the first time when she's out of town that I don't let them sleep out in the wild. They have to go back to their crates. Mm. It's okay. So when I watch them, it's going to make things difficult, right? <laughs> no, you just do what you want to do. Oh, okay. I'm just trying to, cause it's, cause it'll be different cause it's you. They, it's, it's all about, they know what to do with who. So you guys do whatever okay. you want to do. Okay. That works. Did you buy solo? 
Um, I bought two copies of Solo. Did you get the Steelbook? Yes. And what other copy did you get? The Target one. The, the, like the Ultimate Edition or whatever? Yeah, because I wanted the book, but I'm going to give that one away. Um, the digital code or the actual Blu-ray? Uh, the actual, it's the 4K Blu-ray combo, whatever. So what I just I, wanted the book. Oh, so you're giving it away, but keeping the book. Yes. I gotcha. So. Shoot, man, I should have just hooked up with you. I, I bought the same set, but I, I wanted the book too. So I guess in the end, I wouldn't have been satisfied. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're planning a trivia contest on Facebook, like a live trivia thing. Jacob has been testing, like doing stuff live on Facebook and yada, yada, yada. And he's determined to make this work. And I'm like, I'm buying solo. I'll buy two copies. I'll take the book out of the Target one. We can give it away. I'll have two digital copies to give away. I have a stack of Star Wars comics because at the convention this weekend, I found a bunch of old Star Wars comics. Actually, no, it wasn't at the convention. It was at uh, McKay's. For twenty cents a piece, like the old Marvel books. So, am um, I allowed to play this trivia? Yes. Sweet. They are in very poor condition, but I only paid twenty cents a piece for them. So, um. Well, just remember, if I win, the shipping is free. Yeah, I'll just leave them at your house next time I come out. Exactly. Hear me rattling something? It's a bag of pretzels, because like I'm the dog will look at the pretzels and then walk back in here. So, like it. So then I don't give her any, so it's kind of terrible. But whatever. (laughs) The parking drives me nuts. Have you seen Tom Hanks as Mister Rogers today? Yeah, I saw a picture. It looks, uh, it looks adorable. I mean, like I want to hate it in all honesty because it's like this shouldn't work, but it totally works. He's just so nice. Oh, good lord. Did you just pour out all the pretzels? No, I'm sorry. I was shaking it really hard so she would hear it. So That's what she said. Yeah. So. I, it's probably really loud in the mic, and that was terrible. I wonder if muting the mic mutes the recording now that Skype is the recorder. That's a good question. I have no idea. So, huh. So, I'll have to test that out. I mean, so. do you want to test it out now? Well, then I'd have to find it in the recording. Maybe we'll uh, do a second recording for like a minute and a half at the end. Well, I'll just mute the mic and yell something and then see if it records. All right, that works for me. <laughs> so, Skype also houses these recordings for 30 days with no charge to you. So Yeah, for now. Yeah, um, it's free to me and you to download. So, you know, if you were... Wanting to download the audio for whatever reason. Uh, it's available to you too. So it also works for video recording since it records in MP4 format. So mm-hmm. if we ever decided to do a video podcast with like somebody that's good looking, um, then that would be, that would work out well. So, so not insulting you. Sorry. I was insulting myself. No, you're fine. I'm not saying yeah. that you're not good looking. That's cool. I'm good. Um, so, oh, I was going to ask you about something. Did your brother ever get a corn dog today? Yes. Oh, that jerk. Yeah. 
He's terrible, man. It's so unhealthy. Yeah, it's. Uh... Did you like my whole thing when he said the whiskey? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not better for you than whiskey. You're an idiot. <laughs> oh man, so good. Uh, yeah, I did like that. So, um, yeah, he's. Uh, uh, I guess he's doing a little better now, but uh, still not great. So, but what are you gonna do? So Nothing. what have you been watching? I've went uh, over all my crap. What have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of David Lynch stuff. Still? <laughs> so I finished Twin Peaks. I finished Twin Peaks on Ezra's birthday, actually. Um, and so I finished Twin Peaks. It is... Uh, I'm trying to avoid hyperbole, but I want to spew hyperbole about how good it is. Um it is a, a, an amazing, singular work of television. I have never seen anything like it, and I don't know that we will ever see anything like it again. Um, and I'm extremely pleased that I watched it. Um, seriously, incredibly happy that I watched that show. Um, and uh, I highly recommend it if anyone's been on the uh, Twin Peaks, should I, shouldn't I? Um, so, but yeah, so then... <laughs> But then I'm like, man, I like David Lynch uh, as like a human being. Just like I like listening to him talk about stuff. So I watched a few of the documentaries on the making of because there's like eight from the making of this new season. All these different aspects that really kind of dig down to like one of them's like 30 minutes. How they shot like one scene, and it's really well done. They're really cool. Um, and then um, I found a video that Joanna Robinson, podcast extraordinaire, um, recommended. Um, because I found her old Twin Peaks podcast from last summer and been listening to it, and she recommended this video where David Lynch cooks quinoa, and it's a 20-minute video, and it's just David Lynch cooking quinoa and telling a story as he waits for it to finish, and it is so entertaining. Katie had no idea who he was and turned around from her computer and watched the rest of the video with me, and at the end of it is like, who is this? And so it's David Lynch, and she goes, who is that? And I was like, the Twin Peaks guy. She was like, oh, okay. I've never seen anything he's done. I was like, yes, you have. We watched The Straight Story a few weeks ago. So to tie it all back together. But he's fantastic and a wonderful storyteller in so many ways. So I watched that and all those little documentaries. Um, and I watched some comedy. I watched Craig Ferguson's latest special on Netflix called Tickle Fight. It's not that good. It's fun hanging out with him, but it's his weakest special yet. Um and I watched, I finally watched one of Dave Chappelle's specials, and I felt the same way I did about the Craig Ferguson special. It's nice to hang out with him, but it wasn't that great. Um, and I watched a documentary about Toshiro Mifune um, that's on Netflix because it was 90 minutes and could give me one more Keanu Reeves movie uh, so I could potentially rank him as a male on my ranking list who is not a terrible human being. Mm. So, so yeah. Oh, and I rewatched Mad Max Fury Road for the first time in a little bit over a year, and it's still fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. That's what I watched. Well, that's all exciting stuff. I don't know the Mifune documentary. I didn't even <laughs> rank. I felt bad. I was like, this is so bad, and uh, I finished it. But somebody like it's all like you can tell like students worked on this thing. It's like a Caltech. It's a university movie, and it's like I'm sure they're all very privileged and whatever else, but I'm like, 
I'm not going to dog them out on Letterboxd. David Ehrlich has done enough, so I, I won't say anything. So I just logged it. Um, but it's not very good. Um, and it's only worth the, uh, the 90 minutes just to see a couple of things, like a couple of pictures that are really cool to see. And then Martin Scorsese and Spielberg talking about Mifune is really fun. But it's nothing I've not heard them say before elsewhere. But anyway. Mm. I mean... I I actually that's not, I was gonna say I haven't watched any movies. I watched Spaceballs, so. How that you guys the commentary? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it's very awful. Stay on for it. Um, most of it. So. Did she leave because you were mean, or because she just had to go? No, she was apparently throwing a party. After she was like, "I don't have anything to do today," so sure. And then, like, we called her. We're like, where are you at? Like, you're not online. And she was like, oh, we're at the store. And Jacob's like, what store? Oh, the regular store. I was like, what's the regular store? And then Jacob's like, are you at the liquor store? She said, yeah. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? I thought we were recording. Oh, well, we're kind of having, like, a party. <laughs> like, what the hell? Oh my goodness! So it was it was terrible. It's like the worst thing we've ever recorded. It goes like completely off the rails. So at, at one point nobody talks. So <laughs> because we're all just watching the movie and Elizabeth getting ready for her party. So it's it's yeah, it's not great. So yeah. fantastic. But Wait, hey, I bought a lot of comics. So is that no? Post- it, it posts. This week, I think. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So, how many comics did you buy? Do you know? I bought, uh, let's see, at the convention in Cartersville, I spent $100. At uh, Cleveland Geekster, I spent $140. Um, because I, I was, I was going to walk out having only spent like 30 bucks. And then this guy had these boxes of, like two and three dollar books. And he was like, if you find it in like old seventies books, he's like, if you find a bunch you want, I'll try to make you a deal. So he had a ton of the Marvel team up stuff that I didn't have for $2 and a ton of defenders, uh, books that I didn't have for $2 enough that I almost now have complete runs of both of those, uh, minus some early issues. So, um, and he did, he cut me a deal about, $25 off. Um, but it was more than I had intended to spend. I wound up spending almost a hundred dollars with him. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, whatever. Uh, once I knew what was wrong with my car and I thought it was easily fixed, I was a little more on the like, Oh, I can spend a little bit of money. So, and now I just bought a bunch of stuff on eBay today. So, well, dang. 15% re- off, man. <laughs> I know, I know. I have to be careful. We're, we're in a weird moment of the year financially, so like, because it's kind of between busy seasons of work, so we're sort of like waiting to see what's going to happen for the rest of the year. So we're like, yeah, be very careful, be very careful. So I'm like, don't go on the Ebays and buy too many things. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I'm not letting up in the ways I said I was going to because I'm just like oh there's these other series that I can complete while I'm not saving money for my X-Men number one book that is going to cost me $2,000 so 
Second. When's when's your next show that you're going to? Um, there is one the in Atlanta, a one day show the first week of October. Did we it's talk about that Sunday. one? Uh, I think so. Is it that one or is, I thought it was November, first week of October. That's this coming week. No, the first weekend in October. October first is Monday. Uh huh. So, so next week. So the next week, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so, yeah. I have to go to freaking Memphis. That's what's going to throw it off. So I yeah. could have done it. <laughs> this Memphis thing has been, uh, truthfully, it's, I'm not mad about having to go, uh, because of why I have to go. It's just the fact of having to go. Cause my coworker is sick, comes back to work this coming Friday, but won't be like ready to just go handle a class somewhere else. And so, which makes perfect sense. And I would not want him to be thrown into that. And I would not want to throw anyone into that. And I want to be clear on that because he's the kind of guy when he finds out that this podcast exists at some point, when you accidentally post to Facebook or something, um, then he's going to listen. And so I just want to be very clear. The whole frustration is Memphis always just screws up plans. Um, and so not Memphis also sucks. It does. Um, isn't down. It, I, it's a I'm terrible not, place. I'm not into it at all. Like I just I, now I do, but now what is nice? They have a couple, two really good movie theaters that I like a lot. Um, and so when I go, I'm going to catch up on all my movie watching in the theater because there's a lot of stuff I like to see that I have not been able to go and see. And like today, I was going to go see one while Ezra was in his school day, but they canceled it because of all the flooding and stuff. And so I couldn't go to a movie today. So there went my chance to see a movie this weekend. So I'm going to go see movies that whole week, and I'm going to finally uh, catch up on some things. Yeah, you haven't been watching movies at all. But no, I mean in the theater. <laughs> what's out? I don't being, even know are what's you being out. Being asked to me? Probably. Why? <laughs> I don't deserve that. You're um, right. You don't. I'm sorry. So, um, so the, what I want to see, I really want to see a simple favor because I've heard really good things about it, and it looks like a total like blast. Um, the have you seen the trailer for this thing? No. So it's Paul Feig who's in all these like comedies. Right. And, and most of which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but he did a movie with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively where Blake Lively, it appears like sets Anna Kendrick. Like it's, it's like a thriller. Like she sets her up for the murder of somebody. And like it's like a like a gaudy 90s thriller. And it's, it looks amazing. But I've heard great things about it. So I really want to see it. Um, I, so despite some of the reviews, I really want to see the one we talked about, the house with the clock in its walls, the Eli Roth. I want to see the PG horror movie he made. I'm just fascinated because, I mean, I was there opening weekend of Hostel because everyone was – or of Cabin Fever because everyone was talking about, like, the new voice in horror. So I, like, followed him for a while before I realized I didn't like what the voice had to say. But this sounds like an interesting, like, shift, and I'm just so fascinated by an Amblin movie by Eli Roth. Um, so I want to see that. Um, and then there is, there is several little indie things that I want to see that uh, Memphis may have because they have a couple of those screens. So I'm hoping that, um, that I'll get a chance to see a couple of indie things while I'm out there. Um, because it's, it's fun seeing stuff in my home theater and whatnot, but there's nothing, there's still nothing like going to a movie theater and watching a movie. Yeah. It, Venom is, not this weekend, but next weekend, right? I guess I'll see that then. I'll see that too. So what? Are, are you optimistic at all? No, absolutely not. 
Yeah, me either. It looks awful. Mm. Like it just it just looks straight bad. <clears throat> it's unfortunate. So that's a, oh, I did see a movie that because so I, I realized I went and looked back further because we did skip a week, um, and I did see a movie called First Reformed. Have you heard about this Ethan Hawke movie? No. Well, I think only it's in a sense that Film Spotting talked about it. Oh, okay. But I didn't listen to their review or anything. My buddy so. Bob got a letter of his got read out on the Film Spotting episode about Black Klansman. Bob from all the podcast stuff. Yeah, that's he, awesome. Yeah, so he was very excited. Um, but anyway, um, First Reformed like wrecked me, and I think it would wreck you. <coughs> I don't necessarily recommend it, um, but it is it is a tough watch. And it's based, it's from the guy who wrote, um, Paul Schrader, but who wrote Taxi Driver. Um, so he wrote and directed this. So that gives you sort of an idea of what kind of mindset you're working with. But he, um, he, uh, it's Ethan Hawke is the pastor of a small church in upstate New York. And he starts to spiral out of control off after a soul shaking encounter with an unstable environmental activist and his pregnant wife. Um, it is, oh, it's tough. There's a conversation like in the first third of this movie between this environmentalist and the preacher going, why would I want to have a child come into this world? And he lays out all the facts about what our environment's doing right now, which is all true stuff. And it's all stuff you already know. He's preaching to the choir, most likely if you've come to this movie. Right. And but the way the exchange happens, I got like chills and got a little nauseous. It affected me so strongly. Hmm. But then the movie keeps going, and it's about a million things, including faith. And um, the ending is a uh, is it's a firework. It's it's incredible ending, but not what. Uh, but I will say that that doesn't mean like God shows up, which is kind of what all the people talking about the incredible ending made me think was going to happen. So this is not a spoiler; it's just sort of a tempering of expectations. The ending is fantastic, but it is not. Um, it is not. Uh, unbelievable and uh and so it's just it's just really uh really well done uh a film that deals with a lot of uh stuff that i think that you and i both think about a lot and we don't talk about necessarily like we don't externalize a lot and so i think you'd be affected by it um not to say that you'd go off and become a priest or something like that but i think it would move you in some fashion and uh i recommend it it's really good it's probably going to be in my top 10 of the year at the end of the year uh if i get to see more than 10 movies that come out this year that's a that's a joke i've seen more than that but I've seen like 30 which is good uh yeah i'll add that right with mandy on i like i really really want to watch this I really want to watch Mandy. I can't believe I, I was going to do. So this is what happened straight up. My night, I even tweeted it was going to be when I tweeted, it means I'm really going to do it because then I'm held accountable to myself because nobody tweets me back much. But I was going to do a double feature first reformed and then Mandy. And I watched first reformed and it upset me and got in my head so much that I did not watch Mandy. <laughs> so, so my television shows, I'm giving me enough of an existential, existential crisis. I should check out Parse Reformed and fall even deeper into this. Well, at least you won't have a sequel or another season of it. It'll just be 113 <laughs> minutes, and then you can be done with it. Um, I also, uh, I think I told you last week, I've been focused on reading Old Man Logan and uh, All New Wolverine, rather mm -hmm. than, <laughs> I started out as like, I'm going to catch up on the X-Men books. 
and I got to Inhumans versus X-Men and was like, this is terrible. And I just started reading Old Man Logan and All New Wolverine, which both books have turned into like existential stuff. So mm-hmm. I've really, really fallen in love with both of them. Um, I, I was never a fan of the Laura Kinney X-23 character. Um, I think she's great in the Logan movie. Yeah. In the comics, not so much. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, she's a female Wolverine. Uh, it's, you know, you really, really needed to do something more than, hey, look, it's a female Wolverine. Um, so her series has kind of taken on this, like, she was programmed to be a killer and she has, like, uh, she has trigger sense. Like, so it, when she catches a certain smell, her brain is programmed for her to just go into like blind rage and kill kill whoever, like everybody in the vicinity. So she's been dealing with that, you know. Like I've done all of this bad stuff that I now know about. So is there any way for me to come back from that? Like, am, am I still just a horrible person because I've killed all these people, or? You know, can I make up for that by being now this hero? And, so what you're and, saying is it's Bojack X-Man. It, kind of. <laughs> <clears throat> and only Bojack never tries to be a... Well, Maybe. he always tries to be a good person with this selfish bend. And well, not selfish in a, like, I want to feel better about my way. Like, selfish in, like, how can I make this seem like I'm trying to be a good person? But it also benefits me either uh, publicly, financially... Um, career-wise, whatever, um, which makes him such a difficult character to like and so weird that I, I just love the character. Um, hers is more of, like, I need to make up for all of the bad things. But then, like, Old Man Logan is the reverse of that, where he did do all these bad things, and he's – you read the first arc, right? Then yes. we We read it, like, a while back. And, you know, he starts out with, like, he's from a different timeline, and he shows up, and he's like, I'm going to fix everything. I'm going to kill all of these people who, in the future, make things horrible. And then discovers slowly that, like, it, time doesn't work like that. Like, mm-hmm. you're from an alternate universe. You're now here. Doing all of this stuff doesn't change anything that happened to you. You know, doesn't change your your world. Um, so he then becomes this, like, like I, like he doesn't want to, to fight really, but he'll fight if he has to kind of thing. Um, some of it's great. Some of it's not great. The, uh, Jeff Lemire has a really good take on the character. There's a, uh, art called The Last Ronin that I didn't love. Uh, the art was actually really good. The story I thought, just way too drawn out um and now uh the current arc he is uh so weird x-men are so weird um he is running around with the howling commandos uh storming dracula's castle to get jubilee back because at some point jubilee turned into a vampire whoa that apparently that happened years and years ago okay and she, like, after House of M, she lost her powers and then still piled around with the X-Men, got into a fight with Dracula, and became a vampire. And also a mom. 
she has a baby. I don't know. That's really strange. Um, but yeah, so now he's like trying to rescue Jubilee while also not killing all these people who are under Dracula's mind control. And it's very, it's superhero-y, but also has that like kind of deeper stuff in it. Mm-hmm. While also, you know, people punching people. Um, you're, are you going to read any of all new Wolverine? Um, I may eventually. I'm not in any rush. I've got so many comics to read. Oh, there was just this really great moment <laughs> in the book that I was going to talk about, but I don't want to. I don't know if it's a spoiler. I'm I'm worried. So. Just don't tell me because you have a tendency to think it's not one, and then it's like the best moment of something. So just don't tell me. It was it was pretty great. So. Yeah, don't tell me. I, yeah, officially don't tell me because now if you want to tell me that, I'm more intrigued to read the book because I know it's probably <laughs> great, but I just don't want to know. Unfortunately, you have to get through – well, it, and it's not unfortunately because it's all pretty good stuff. Uh, you just have to get through other – like almost a year of the book before you get to that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're reading on the Marvel app, it's really not that bad. Yeah. So also downloaded the DC app, which I I should send you my login information. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm curious. So. I have so many DC books from my uh, – my boss, but I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm up to my ears in DC stuff. Yeah, but it has streaming. Content. Oh yeah, have you watched? Has the Titans thing started yet? Have you? Have oh, you yeah. said you, when did you say after you Batman? When's that? Uh, late October, November. Mm-hmm. So hey, Daredevil's back next month. That's crazy. I could that that one I could watch because I've seen season two of Daredevil. But you haven't seen. Oh, I haven't uh, seen. But I heard it was going to be more stand like standalone. Yeah, but you kind of have to. You don't have to see the other shows. You have to watch the Defenders, though. Ugh. Or I can tell you what happens. No, don't do that. <laughs> so I've got I've got seven episodes of Space 1999, <clears throat> right? And then I'm done with it, and then give it back to my boss. When I, I told my boss this, and he goes, "Well, I have season two ready to give you when you bring it back." I have worked on the show for over a year at this point. And so I said, no, I will give this back to you and you will give me season two in 2019 because I don't want to look at it. And because I just feel the pressure. But when it gets done, my next dumb television watching is going to be the Marvel shows. Which Space 1999 is really good. I hate to call it dumb. It's just all tasks. It's so much. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done. You, you should watch, uh, let's see, when you're watching Iron Fist and Everything except, well, everything in the middle of the Defenders and all of Iron Fist you can watch while you're doing other things because you really just need to see the beginning and the end because mm-hmm. nothing that happens in the middle matters at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Punisher's pretty good. Uh, Luke Cage season two is great. Jessica Jones season two is great. Um, I can't Iron believe- Fist season two is oddly pretty good. <laughs> I cannot believe that I keep forgetting that there's a second or there's a season of Punisher. There's like a whole season of a show I just keep forgetting exists. It has no ties to any of the rest of it at all. Yeah. So I would say if you're worried about getting caught up, save that one for last because the others do kind of sort of tie together. Mm -hmm. Uh, That one has no connection other than you need to know who he is. Mm-hmm. So and you saw Daredevil season two, so you know who he is. Yeah, fair enough. No Defender season two. 
So, not going to happen. So, officially not going to happen. Yep. Any reason why? Um, I think it just underperformed, and they want to focus on the solo stuff and then have them cross over with each other, which I'm, I'm okay with. Defenders is pretty pretty blah. So It's sort of like the idea that they keep talking about, about... Um, <laughs> Like uh, the Marvel movies, I've been reading these theories that like the Avengers movies will still happen, but they'll really focus more on the crossovers because that becomes like you made Thor into a monster hit. And I, and I truly do believe it's because the marketing gives away the greatest surprise of that whole movie with the Hulk being in it. Yeah. And and but it's like that makes sense from a money standpoint. I do like there's an alternate timeline where I did not know Thor was going to bust out of there and it would have made my whole life. Not really. But it would have been a pretty good moment. Um, kind of like when, when he catches Iron Man at the end of Avengers. Yes. It's like, it's still great, but how much greater would it have been had you not known? Like, this, the minute he starts flying up into the atmosphere, you're like, oh, okay, Hulk's going to save him, so we're good. But still, <laughs> it would have been so great not to know it was going to happen. Um yeah, but I I honestly think the team up stuff works better than having them all in one movie. Infinity War is great, but Infinity War is great because it does what the other movies that aren't Avengers movies do. It takes groups of characters who you don't normally see together, puts them together, and then has like three miniature movies. Yeah. You know, rather than having them all, you know, and some of them kind of congeal together at the end. So, you know, it, uh, the Russos really know what the hell they're doing. So, um, it makes me wish they had directed the first two Avengers movies. <sighs> what do you think the title is of the new Avengers? Um, do you have, do you have a th- everyone seems to be playing that game. I don't really have one. I'm just curious. <clears throat> My theory a year ago was that it was going to be, um, uh, Avengers Annihilation. Because mm-hmm. of the, spa- the space stuff? Yes. Yeah. Um, but now, with James Gunn being fired, Guardians being shelved, um, and them not having really a clear uh, architect for that, mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to see a different direction. Uh, the Fox uh, merger is probably going to be uh instrumental going or huge going forward they're going to incorporate fantastic four and probably the x-men into all of this at some point um so i'm trying to think of a an an arc that would because they they have the habit of naming it after uh you know it was age of ultron even though i had nothing to do with the age of ultron book series mm-hmm. it was still age of ultron so infinity war um is end game one end game seems to be one that people think is the title but is that a big storyline at any point in um i think every book has had an end game yeah uh storyline uh disassembled was a big one for bendis oh that would be awesome um, Only because I lived through that pretty, I mean, week to week, I was really in on that one. One of my uh, recent pickups on eBay was all of Bendis's. <sighs> already had one run of New Avengers. Mm-hmm. I think it was the second series. I didn't have the first series, 
So it was like 60 something issues. How much does that set you back? Um, with shipping, $70. See, that's the thing that makes me want to stop buying comic books week to week. Crap like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but then you miss out on stuff like Totally Awesome Hulk, issue 22, which I need because it's part of a crossover. But since it's the first appearance of Weapon H, it's now an $80 book, and I didn't buy it when it came out. Also, Why do Batman's you need that? penis. Um, you know, <laughs> you gotta have Batman's penis. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy it. They tried to uh, give me one, and I didn't buy it. Oh my god. You should. It makes me want to shoot myself because I I would have immediately flipped it. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! People are paying eighty, ninety dollars for this, and DC is saying they're not reprinting it. So here's the here's the thing. My whole plan had been just to buy the trade when it was done, not because of the penis, because I didn't know about it until it came out, but because I like Azraelio. And I, but the oversized book, it won't fit in my freaking boxes. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'll just buy the hardcover for my bookshelf. But and maybe they're not going to do that now. So, uh, they, well, they it'll, be, it. it'll be edited. That's so, so. stupid. Yeah, I agree. It's an adult comic. Like, it, it's, it's a specifically marketed. It's so. a silhouette. Oh. oh, my God. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, you could probably just Google Batman's penis and, <laughs> and find out all of the info. Just clear your uh, browser history. Don't do it at work. <laughs> so, yeah, please don't do it at work. Um, yeah, it's, it's a friend of mine who uh, who is gay sent me a screen cap and is like, it's finally happened. <laughs> <laughs> and they was like, did you get a copy? I need to go get a copy. And then they were sold out by the time uh, he went to get a copy. <laughs> the, it's baffling to me like I, because I'm in all these groups and they're making such a huge like fuss huge. about it. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm like. So, does anybody, is any any one of these people sitting here thinking, like, what does this say about me? Because the comic community, much like uh, most geek communities, Star Wars, uh, can be very fucking toxic. So, to anyone who isn't like them, because it's a bunch of straight white nerds who, for the longest time, just got shit on. So, now that... The, the culture's kind of embracing of at least what they like, not necessarily them. Um, they're kind of doing the whole, like, well, I was here before it was cool, and, you know, you don't deserve to be here, especially if you're a different color, a different gender, a uh, different uh, sexual, you know, prefer a different sexuality, whatever. They just, they don't want you there. So, um but meanwhile, you have all of these, like, geek boys flipping the fuck out and trying to get their hands on a book because it features Batman's penis. For not, not because it's good, and I'm not saying it's not good, but because it features Batman's penis. Well, it's funny because our comic book guy actually was talking about how good the book actually is if you just get past this whole thing. I'm sure it's great. Um, it's uh, Azarello and Lee Bermejo. Is that his name, the artist? Yes. Um, who is fantastic. And Azarello is uh, an excellent writer. He's a really good Batman writer. So I'm sure it's great. But all anybody wants to talk about is Batman's penis. <laughs> so it, it's just, 
it's insane to me. So I'm just like, yeah, you're all, you know, what if part, part what of if the they're all mad because theirs all look like Toad from Mario, and that's why they're upset because Batman's does not. Uh, I mean, apparently it's still not anything to brag about. So. See what I did there, though? I made yeah. I made them all like Trump. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so. Yeah. Me I, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> Who knows? It doesn't even matter. Listeners, we're sorry we dropped that thread. We just we just found another needle to thread. So, um, did so. Me and Adam and um, well, I don't think Marie really. She sort of engaged and asked a question about Lindsey Graham today, and me and Adam just went off back and forth. I have not had a conversation with him on Twitter in months maybe not this whole year like a real conversation and we just went off on lindsey graham for like 45 minutes that was awesome it was i was like and i almost tweeted but then i was like this is just be awkward now but i was like you know it's funny we haven't talked about movies all year and this is what brings us back together but at least we're united on the right side of things yeah it's so frustrating for me at work because i'm surrounded by small-minded you know, uh, Southern boys who just, you know, think that, you know, the way Trump thinks. And, and it's, it's, it's so damn frustrating. A friend of mine got home right as the, like, around 4.50, 5 o'clock, something like that, whenever um, Graham was sort of going off. And he turned it on. He goes, oh, my God. He texted me. He said, oh, my God, Graham's going off on Kavanaugh. And I was like, no, bro, that's not what's happening. Wait a second. And then within about 45 seconds, he realized that he was going off on everybody else. Yep. So, yeah. Um, anyway, we're just but- bringing it all up. Hey, Cosby's going to go to jail for three years because, you know, that's enough. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's I, I stopped to get gas this morning, and the people in the gas station, two of which were women, were talking about, like, why now? He's almost dead. What does it even matter? And I'm like, I, I agree that, yeah, he's almost dead, so the three years is just like, really? But... Why now and why does it matter? Because it always fucking matters. Yep. It, I compl- That's it. That's what it all comes down to. Why the hell is there a statute of limitations on you giving a shit about other people and what yeah. has happened to them? There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be. Believe women, people. Believe people. Yeah, I, I just, it's, uh, it was so frustrating. I just, I got my monster and my honey bun and was like, all right, peace. <laughs> so. <laughs> so right now I have solo playing in the background and I almost did that. So, uh, so I'm in my, my bedroom though. So it's actually literally behind me. <laughs> so if I want to look at it, I have to like glance back, which I've only done a few times. Um, because it's a very awkward position, but I turned around just in time to see the moment when they're trying to get back into the Falcon from the mining uh, planet, and sure, and Lando th- tosses the gun to him. I like I literally turned around just in time to see that moment. It was amazing. It's so good. It, it's such a unfairly maligned movie. Um. I mean, it's it's truly fun, and it's been fun to look at it here and there tonight and i'm looking forward to rewatching it after i finish space 1999 <laughs> i used to be terrified that we were actually living in the matrix 
and the older I get, the more I'm just like, God, I hope we're just living in the Matrix. It's but, weird. Have you ever read any of those articles where it explains how scientifically we could be? Yes. It's very bizarre. Uh, that that makes much more sense to me than the idiot at work trying to. I shouldn't say idiot. Um, <laughs> the, the several people at work trying to explain to me what the flat Earth theory is and how they make some valid points. And I'm like, Why should you not say idiot? No. <laughs> Why should you not say idiot? Flat Earth, come on. This so, is accepted fact for centuries. <laughs> and this this other dude I work with showed me a video, or not a video, a picture. Of this girl he's seeing or, or whatever. She's, he's like, she just sent me this in. It's like she's in a college classroom and they're apparently talking about the flat earth theory. I'm like, oh my God. But they could, like, be like, have... en- could be engaging with the fact that people are talking about it, though. It's all about yeah. context. Yeah. I, I, but I, part of me just wants to be like, don't engage on this. Like, don't engage. Because. That just opens up the the floor for them to talk about it and somehow convince more people that the earth is flat. But, you know, I, I hear you, but at the same time, I think about impressionable minds. Cause I remember teachers in high school who would engage with certain things going on. And they would go, hey, this is not real. I know that this is coming up. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how it's not real. And that helped me. And so, so I hear you, but I also, and I don't fully disagree, but I see both sides of engaging with it because I think that certain minds can be helped from it. Um, and, and so I'm with you, but I'm also, now nah, sometimes you got to talk about it just to make it better. Yeah. I just, like I'm going to tell Ezra, you're going to hear something one day and they're going to tell you the earth is flat. It's not. It's never going to be, never was. And if it has become that, we're all dead. Yeah, because something catastrophic has happened. But yeah, we were we had to get a dude a rental car today, and one of the guys who was engaging in they're like, well, I mean, valid theories or valid points and blah blah blah. Like he was like, yeah, this guy has to. We got to rent him a car to get him to Jacksonville or something like that. And I just looked at him. I said, tell him not to drive too far. He might go over the edge of the earth. And he just looked at me. He was like, I mean, there's a wall around it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Did he say He's that? Like, yeah. He was like, well, I mean, that's what they say is it's like a giant ice wall. I was like, there was a giant wall of ice. We would have pictures. We would have pictures of giant walls of ice. I was like, yeah, in the North and South Pole. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Does he think he lives in Game of Thrones? I I guess. They even said, like, I mean, the guy didn't Game of Thrones. I was like, that's not real. <laughs> it's a TV show on HBO. Are they just trolling you? I hope so. Because I, oh, it makes me, like, they know it makes me mad. So, and I'm just like, some of you went to college. Some of you actually graduated from college with a degree. You cannot possibly believe this. You can't. I refuse to believe that you're this stupid, that you believe that the earth might be flat. And I was corrected. It's not that people think the earth is flat. It's that they think it's not not a globe. It's a disk. So I was like, well, what about the other planets? What do you mean? I was like, well, we can see the other planets. You can't see the other planets. I was like, you can with a fucking telescope. Like, are you telling me that the telescope is a trick? Well, I mean, there's ways to, to like, 
fool you. I was like, no. I mean, you're, you're talking about thousands of years of science. Like people thought the earth was round before there were reasons to think that the earth might be round. You know what I mean? Like it, this was not a global conspiracy in 1492 for the future of, you know, the space program so they could pull the wool over people's eyes and, you know, fake the moon landing and, you know, funnel billions of dollars into something that doesn't even exist, you know, so that, you know, we paid for it. The, that, that 1492, that, that's not happening. You know, in fact, most people wanted to crucify that dude, um, for even suggesting that the earth might be round. So, and also he turned out to be stupid too, cause he thought he landed in India and he landed in like South America. And we so, still call them Indians. Yeah. Cause we're stupid. We're a bunch of stupid fucking people. <laughs> so here, here's what I'd like to say, because we're not a podcast out for the money or the big giant audience. This is the most excuse for us to hang out. Um, if you believe any of the things Logan has, if, if Logan has actually offended you with anything he has said whatsoever, stop listening. Please. We, we don't Be want my guest. you. <laughs> goodbye. Delete, unsubscribe, say goodbye. You can even send me a nasty tweet about it. We don't want you. That's crazy talk. I know it exists, and I know it's out there. I hate that it's like I'm one degree of someone who believes it, like that I now know for a fact. I know they're probably out there lurking, and I just don't know people I know believe this, but now I know I'm one degree of someone who actually believes this, and that just makes my skin crawl. And uh, so, yeah, stop listening, people. We, we just, just go away. Thank you. When, when I delivered pizzas, there was a guy there that was always mouthing off about the flat earth stuff. And but and I'm, I'm not trying to be insulting because please understand, I have a high school education. So I'm not trying to be like, well, this, this guy's clearly uneducated. But he was like he doesn't know enough to know. They're like, when somebody shows you, like, look, here's a picture of a ball and me dumping water on a ball. See how it falls off the ball? Here's a picture of a plate, me dumping water on a plate. See how it stays on the plate? The earth is not round. Like, he doesn't really know enough to understand that that's not the way science works. That's not the way gravity works. That's not the way any of this works. So it's, it's easy to just be like, whatever, man, I'm not going to engage you in this. But when I'm sitting next to people, when I have a high school education, somebody in the group graduated from the University of Georgia. Um, other people went to local colleges here, uh, UTC, um, uh, Dalton State or whatever, like stuff like that. Not, you know, these are not like online university scam things, Like these are legit colleges and some of them even have a degree. And I'm just like, you wasted your money. Not only do you now believe something that's completely asinine, or even entertain the fact of something that's completely asinine, but you owe student loans. We make the same amount of money. So, you know, thanks for making me feel like I didn't make horrible fucking life choices by not going to college. Because apparently... I, I may have come out even dumber than I am. <laughs> uh, I'm exhausted by the world. Uh, me too, man. That's something that, like, more and more, I'm just like, 
I hope we live in the Matrix, man, because at least then all of this horrible stuff we're doing to each other and all of these stupid, stupid things so many of us want to believe don't matter because we're all just hooked into machines and the world doesn't really exist anymore. So it just doesn't matter anyway. But let me tell you this. Someone is emotionally going through it, so it still matters. That's, and that's the shitty part of that theory. I, I I was thinking about this for whatever. I was in a weird mood at work today. And like I started thinking about, like, what is, like, my biggest fear? Like, I have all kinds of phobias and stupid little fears. But, like, actual legitimate fear. And it dawned on me that, and this is going to sound completely politically incorrect, and I don't mean it to sound that way, but I came to the realization that I think my biggest fear is that I'm actually um, mentally handicapped. (laughs) And that somehow people are just, like, being nice to me. You know, all these people I, you know, that I get along with, my friends, my family, whatever. Like, I'm mentally handicapped, and they're just being nice to me. Like, I'm the one that's, you know, I don't want to use the R word, but, <laughs> you know, so, like, so, it's me. Not them, it's me. <laughs> well, they're not either. You're just afraid that you are your, who you think your family is. <laughs> or some version of that. That's oh my god! This is the nope. I'm not touching this. This is dumb theory. It's I'm not. I don't like it. Don't worry. You don't have to be afraid of it because it's not true. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. Voicing the theory and then someone going, "It's not true." No, I'm saying it's stupid. The, the it's stupid. It's a know. stupid fear. <laughs> Like I'm trying, I'm not trying to even be nice to you about it. I'm you I, I completely appreciate that, but I I just sit there and I'm like, am I the one that's mentally handicapped? Like, am I, is there something wrong with me that I'm like I, I'm I I'm the smartest person here, and I don't think I'm that intelligent. Like I can just rationally think <laughs> for myself. So what the hell is going on? Oh, boy. What a complicated conversation this became. Um, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But you, you see what I mean Like by yeah. you telling me, like, no, that's not true. doesn't really mean that's not true because if I was mentally handicapped and it were true, you would still tell me it's not true. Yeah, no, I get it. I get yeah. it. So that's what's going to keep me awake tonight. That's um. <laughs> that and the stupid fucking dog barking. You know what mine is, I think? I think about this a lot. Besides nuclear war, um, I think is a brain aneurysm. Terminator 2 really fucked with you. It did. I own it as an adult. I realize what it did to me as a child. I never should have watched that movie. All of my family and my my mom's friends were correct that she should not have let me see that movie when she did. Um, And as many times as she did. (laughs) Um, But uh, brain aneurysm. Sudden and instant death that starts with a headache moment where you go, oh, I have a pain in my head. Oh, that's a brain injury. Oh, I'm dead. Like within a minute, that is probably my greatest fear because every now and then I'll have one of those pains and I'm like, oh, God, this is it. Pull over so you don't ram into somebody when the car goes out of control. See, uh, uh, like that specific thing, my fear of that, like because I've thought about that too, Um, especially with all my, you know, 
disease stuff. Um, is that if I were to suddenly die, um, I didn't, uh, I didn't want anybody to have to find me. Like when I was really, really sick before I got diagnosed, um, I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but like I used to sit in my room because I had to sleep sitting up, like face down on a table. Oh yeah. Otherwise, you know, I, you saw it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I would just sit there and be in so much pain that I would just feel like I really just hope that I don't wake up. But the thought of my dad coming home and finding me because I lived with him, like completely terrified me. And (laughs) for the longest time, it might've been the only thing that kept me alive. (laughs) I could have been. The one, oh my god. You you knew for so long that you were sick. I'm so pissed at you for not going to the doctor. A, a, a year. I knew oh. for a year. So, oh. um, but yeah, that, like that, that is like a legitimate let, fear of let, dying. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What? Why did you even come here? Um. Because you had every reason to not come. Did you do the elephant thing? Were you coming to the elephant boneyard? No. Why the fuck did you get in a car and drive here? The doctor even was like, I don't know how you drove. So, like, good on you. Like, you can barely breathe. (laughs) So, um, I I honestly don't know. Um, My dad was, uh, so his wife was working in Montgomery or Birmingham. I don't remember. Uh, might have been Birmingham at the time. So, and he only worked weekends. So he was only at the house on the weekends. So I had the house to myself most of the time. And I had vacation time that I'd taken. Uh, I'd already planned the trip before I was extremely sick. Um, and I was like, well, I can stay here and be miserable. Or I can go and try to make the best of it. Um, I, I honestly, like, yes, I knew I was sick, but I just kept thinking, well, I'll get over it. Like, it, eventually this will pass. And I don't know how you think that for a year. And they're just like, no, eventually I'll just get over it without being like, no, nah, I'm going to die <laughs> if I don't do something. Um, but I, I don't know. It was, and I didn't really feel that bad when I drove up. Like, I, I rented a car. I, you know, went and picked it up, took off to Chattanooga, stopped in. I remember driving up there. I stopped in uh, Noonan on the way up there, went to the Target there. Uh, I'll usually stop in Noonan to take a little break so I don't fall asleep driving. Uh, got me a Starbucks, stopped at Target. Actually, this lady uh, helped jump her car off because she was stranded and her battery was dead. And she was like, that's that's the moment me? that saved your life. That's God karma, whatever. That's it. That's the moment. And so, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, it's a rental. I don't have jumper cables, though. She said, I have cables. I just can't get somebody to jump me off. I was like, oh, yeah. So I popped the hood, jumped her off, stood around for a few minutes, made sure her car kept running, then got back in my car, drove the rest of the way to Chattanooga. So, yeah, that's that's a weird visceral image that I have seared in my head is what it looked like walking into your hotel room. 
I just I don't know if we've ever I've ever said that to you, but that's something that like uh, not all the time, but at least once a week I think it comes to mind because um, we are in communication. You remind me of it. It's not a bad thing. As I don't have like some bad feeling when I remember it. Um, it's because you're here and you're fine, and it's this crazy story that we share. But it's I I will have this image flash in my head. I I, I sort of compare it to like a tin type. It's kind of sort of like etched into metal. It's not perfectly lit. It's just sort of this very visceral image in my brain of what it looked like walking into that room when I knew it was like, oh, he is not okay and we got to do something. Um, yeah, I, I think it's good. she'll never listen to this. I think a lot of that comes from my mom who spent any time I was sick in my childhood and mostly going into my adulthood, I remember calling her one time because I was laying in that. I seriously thought I was having a heart attack. Like I was laying in bed and like my chest just hurt so bad, which in hindsight could have been like, I don't know, a tumor forming in my chest and just calling her. My dad was out of town and uh, oddly enough, I think it's when my stepmother worked in Dalton. So he was up, this way um and calling her and being like i need to go to the emergency room and we're saying what's wrong i was like i i don't know but i know i i just i need to go to the emergency room well you should just take something and lay down i'm like my chest hurts so bad you'll be okay um and just i kind never of, knew this oh my yeah, god yeah yeah uh her just kind of throwing it off um but like my whole childhood was like if I was sick, I, I like I have back problems and they were a lot worse when I was a kid. Um, it still occasionally uh, hounds me, but um, and I used to complain all the time and she would just dismiss it. And then in middle school, you know, they do the scoliosis test mm-hmm. and like they they did the test and they called her and was like, he doesn't have scoliosis, but he does, there's something wrong with his back. And like, she just for years didn't believe me. So, and of course it never got fixed, but as I got older, it just wasn't as bad. So, um, yeah, shit like that. I, you know, we never got taken to the dentist, you know, despite having insurance. Um, my sister got braces. My teeth are jacked the fuck up. <laughs> so. You know, and I, I have been a girl. I even said something one time. She was like, well, I didn't really think y'all cared about that. I was like, what? Well, like, you know, the way your teeth look. I was like, who the fuck doesn't care about that? Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Rich people. That's where it stops. So, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. And like I said, she'll never listen to this. So I don't really have anything to worry about. Yeah, Is it weird very... for you that Jacob listens? Because usually uh, we've talked in like, and it's like, I don't have, like, I'm not trying to cause any shit, but usually we have this barrier of like, well, no one else is going to listen, so you're good. But now I know a member of your family listens, so what are your, like, what's your thoughts on that? <laughs> don't say anything bad about Jacob. <laughs> oh, no, I don't have anything bad no, to No, not you, me. Uh, he doesn't really oh. know you, so. <laughs> oh, okay. But I think it'd still be really shitty if I was like, 
Jacob's a dick. And I like, I don't like, I don't know him. He's, I like him on the podcast. I love y'all's podcast. And that's kind of my, the end of, and he's uh, Facebook and stuff. He's always nice on Twitter, but that's, that's it. So, um, our relationship's very public, me and Jacob. So there's not really any issues there, but, he's, um, he's well aware of what kind of person my mom is. He's, uh, we're related on my dad's side, but okay. he, he does know what kind of person my mom is. So. I think if you just, yeah, the later on your dad said that sort of solves it for me. <laughs> um, huh. Fascinating. Yeah. I so, yeah, really, I, I that think what, that's where that so comes much. From. You have no idea how that much that pisses me uh, off about your chest. That's, that's fucking outrageous. And, I mean, I'm still that way. So, I mean, I had, uh, you know, a melanoma, and I was like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, no, you have cancer. And then, oh, well, we have to operate. Further than what we thought, uh, you have like stage four. So this is pretty bad. Um, but we got it all. So hopefully you're okay, but you're going to have to have treatment maybe for the rest of your life. Or so, until you get a kitchen and we're going to get you holistic. <laughs> whereas maybe if I had gone in the minute I was like, huh, like this feels weird on my face and it would not have been this big of an issue. <laughs> um, crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'll, I'll probably, unless I get married to someone who's just like, nope, you're going to the doctor, then I'll never, I'll just never be that guy. <laughs> Sadly, that'll probably be how I die. <laughs> so, mm. or in a car accident. <laughs> um. Wow. Well, this has gotten really, this is a very interesting podcast. Yeah. Special, special double feature for, uh, for everybody. Uh, for skipping Extra a week. long since we skipped a week. <laughs> Unlike Batman. Um, See, so. I can't go to therapy because if I went to therapy, we'd have nothing to talk about. You'd get better. No, I don't know. I have no idea. I I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I would good. sit there and worry that the therapist was judging me. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to go, I'm really sorry for saying that. I'm really like... I didn't mean to swear. I apologize. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, a, like it's, it's, um, I'm going to a female therapist, which is not a bad thing. Like, I don't have anything that I feel would be uncomfortable to talk about. Um, but like, I don't really get uncomfortable in that way though. And so I just, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know, man. I didn't want to go see a male. Um, fly I, out, I, didn't want I would, that. I would be the same way. Uh, if only because, most of the men I know in real life are very much of the breed of like, excuse my language, don't be a pussy. You'll be all right. Yes. You know, just grow up and shit like that, you know. So, like, you're probably the one male friend that I have that I'm close with that, like, doesn't give me shit about stuff like that. You're like, oh, no, your emotions are real and they matter. So they're unfounded and stupid, but they're real and they matter. <laughs> Not all the time. <laughs> um, no, I, yeah, it's it's weird. It's, I, I mean, like, you know, my dad left before I was born. I sort of started out in the world not trusting men. Um, but I just have always had more female friends and just better with that. And I feel like I can be more open and respected. And so, like, and if I feel like, hey, I feel like I don't know what's going on, but something's going on, like, it, I don't feel like I'll get shortchanged. Um, and taking an hour out of my week to do something and sort of throw off my schedule every week or every other week is going to be it's going to be a little bit of a task. And so if I'm going to do that, I want it to 
I don't know. I just can't, I couldn't get behind, uh, the idea of, of talking to a man about it. Plus, men are garbage. <laughs> we are garbage. And so, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk to garbage. I want to talk to, like, nice things that create. Yeah. I'm, it's hard to argue with that. So, so few yeah. men <laughs> in the world that I know personally do anything worthwhile besides try to uh make anyone who isn't like them you know feel bad look bad what have you so it's so shitty and sucks so much but we can be better ezra will be better we can we can be better we be the better people and we work at that and speak good things and support good people that's that's the way and the truth. We just so, need to reboot the Matrix. I mean, I'm good for a hard reset. Can I be <laughs> reset in the 30s? Because I want to have those cool hats, but like with better health care. The Matrix um, can do anything. Uh, let's make it, I know you don't like this movie, but let's make it Sky Captain in the World Tomorrow-esque minus all the killer robots. No, I mean, I appreciate the movie visually. I don't think it's a very good movie, though. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd be down for that. Something stylistic. Um, I have no. Can we style, all though. be in good shape? Like, I don't understand. If we're in the Matrix, why do we have to like get injured? Well, they tell you in the Matrix, right? Like, we created the perfect paradise and gave it to you, but your brains wouldn't accept that everything was perfect. Like, it's only when there's misery, either in your life or in the world, or both, do you accept that this is real. I know. Ugh. Maybe I can be the exception. Put me in the happy matrix, computer people. <laughs> Are you listening out there? <laughs> Agent Smith, <laughs> give us a break. I don't, don't I be don't an wanna, asshole. <laughs> I don't want to be a virus. That's all I, I just remember him so the way he says virus is so good. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a great movie. I know that it has like this whole reputation of really annoying fanboys about that movie, but that's a really good action movie. Like I don't like it's a it's a great movie. Yeah, I wish they'd have made some sequels. Shut your face! <laughs> you haven't made that joke in a long time. Um, I still haven't rewatched them. I plan to. They don't exist. Ah, uh, <laughs> I thought maybe I could get you to do it. Um, one day you'll admit they're real. Someone uh, described it to me as this, how they end up being a, um, it's all like a, a metaphor for what it's like to be a transgender person. And now knowing what we know about the filmmakers, I'm very fascinated to watch them again through that lens. Um, but I'm just curious. But I guess you'll never know because in your version of The Matrix, they don't exist. Yeah. What if that's really what's happened is that I'm saying this and I think you're making a joke, but the Matrix actually erased them from your brain. And so this is all real. It's not even a joke. How messed up would that be? Uh, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah. I do see things on Netflix now and then. I'm like, huh, that'd be nice if it really existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got anything else, man? I'm actually... I haven't eaten. I gotta get something to eat. Uh, yeah, I didn't eat either, but I was not feeling well after yesterday's treatment, so I for for I, I'm 
losing my word, for go, for went. I don't know what the hell the term is. You decided not to. Dinner. So, yeah, I was like, eh. And I, I got sick last night, so. But oh, you I really did get sick. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm more convinced in the, uh, the light of morning, I was more convinced that, oh, hey, when I did eat dinner last night, I drank like half of a hard cider. And then, like, three hours later, I was like, hmm, I want something sweet. I've got some uh peanut butter fudge Oreo things that I saw. And I was like, well, that looks good. And had those with a glass of milk. And so I'm convinced now that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I should probably eat something. I'll be starving in the morning. But, yeah, last night I was just like, oh, this is horrible. Uh, I thought it was because of the treatment. and. No, <laughs> like most things in my life, it was probably my poor decisions. Wow. So eat better. We need to I find you salad some, in we, there. <laughs> we need to find you some drive-through healthy foods. Burger King does uh, veggie burgers now, Ugh. but they're more no trust. Oh my god, you should come over. I'm gonna one day. I'm gonna make you burgers, and you're gonna be like, "Wow, I can't believe you're eating cow." I'm like, "Yeah, the trick is it wasn't cow, and it tasted just like a burger, didn't it?" Now I'll know. <laughs> no, but it's going to be a trick. I'm going to start making burgers every time you come, and then one day it's not going to be a burger. I've, I'm not really opposed to veggie burgers, but the idea of a Burger King veggie burger sounds horrible. So they use the brand Morningstar, and they have this thing called a griller, which I have had. I cook them a couple times a week because I'm eating a lot of Morningstar products right now. And um, they genuinely, the texture is exactly like a fast food burger because that is just crap. That is crap in a fast food burger. Oh, absolutely. And so what they're doing is imitating that texture, which is all the crap is trying to do is imitate some sort of texture. So the griller does that, but then it's good for you. Um, and so, but it does have a very, it's very odd when you're eating it. I'm like, wow, this is like I'm eating a fast food burger, but obviously better because it's cooked better and I'm not loading it with a bunch of other crap but it's very odd how that tricks your brain and it feels like you're eating a, a real burger i need cheese though i mean well you know you make concessions of everything else around your diet is healthy so i'm also wondering if i have a gluten allergy but i don't think i do i think the treatment is just what gives me like these weird rashes and hives um, which is pretty much confirmed by the doctor, but every once in a while I'm just like, I wonder if I have like some kind of weird food allergy. Well, all the treatment developed. stuff can, you know, it can, it can. All the stuff that you've gone through and you put into your body to keep yourself alive can alter how things affect you. So it, you could have developed some sort of allergies for sure. Yeah. Go I now should really a little better. test done. Yeah, um, you know I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, but at least I, at least someone told you to do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's still not gonna make your dumbass brother go in and get a damn corn dog. <laughs> Moron. Bothered I me so really much. wanted to get one on the way home. Oh my god, you two are the worst. You deserve each other. If I passed the Sonic on my drive home, I would have stopped and got a corn dog. Christmas is like two and a half months away. You guys better live long enough to get my fun gift I got y'all. <laughs> I I mean I will. I've I've lived this long. Every corn dog's a day gone. <laughs> I, I seem to always manage it right up to like, oh no, this is probably going to kill you, and then things change. So, but one day it won't. God likes me. It's okay. <laughs> your homeboys, Jesus. <laughs> There's your episode title. Um, whew, 
Don't put that as the episode title. Who knows who will listen to this? Probably all uh, the people who believe in Flat Earth. I had one in mind, too, and I forgot what it was. Oh, Sneak Attack. I was going to name it Sneak Attack, because it's my favorite part of that show. What show? Uh, Kim's Convenience. You Sneak Attack me? Oh. That was incredibly offensive, but they, they talk in such a, like, an accent that it's hard not to to imitate it when you're doing when you're talking about the show. So true so. story, true story. So they they all of them have uh, or the the mom and dad have um, their accents are based on their parents. Um, and then my friend in high school growing up, his mom was um, a, a Korean immigrant and sounded exactly like the mom on Kim's Convenience, like exactly. It's weird. So because at first Katie's like, is this a little weird? Because they're not like they don't have these voices outside of the show. And I went, you know, but it just sounds exactly like so and so's mom, like exactly cadence and all. So I just don't know. And then I read more into it, and that's what that's what I was reading. So it's pretty accurate. Yeah, I I, I love it. Like it starts out as this term where he's talking about how the the Japanese did the sneak attack on Korea and how Japanese hate Koreans and that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly becomes this term that the the uh, opa and uh, ama ama mm-hmm. use when they're uh, trying to get one over on the other one. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it started out as like you explaining it as a term for, you know, people dying and, you know, crap like that. And it slowly just becomes this thing like, you sneak attack me? <laughs> it's just like, that's so wrong. So, but I love, every time they do it, I sneak attack you. <laughs> so I, just, I love it, man. It's my favorite part of that show. So, well, we have made it almost all the way through solo. So, okay. Kira's, Kira's killing her boss right now. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Darth uh, Maul's gonna show up. Wow, let's see, that's a spoiler. I didn't do that. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like we're very close to that. To that. So, um, you I'm gonna go, go enjoy the end of solo. Well, I'm going to go find uh, something to eat and then watch one episode of Space 1999 and then pass the F out. Uh, so, yeah. I, I can't believe you watched that show. But, yeah, good on you. It's really good. Yeah. There's other great shows. I know, but this is – you know what? If you handed me a Blu-ray set and were like, please watch this, and, I mean, genuinely ask me to watch it, I would try to watch it. And that's what's happened. A friend has asked me to watch it. I feel like there's something I have asked you to watch and you haven't, but I didn't give it to you. I mean, I gave you boxes and boxes. Oh, Willow. Uh, boxes and boxes of movies. And you're just like, eh, no. <laughs> it's so much work. <laughs> I don't you know want to dig through your boxes. But you know what? You know what? You would do the exact same thing. No question. Um, yeah, probably. It depends on yeah, who it no was. Question. So. No, you would leave. No, if I gave you a bunch of boxes and like, can you hold on to these for me and feel free to watch any of them? You would hold on to them for me, and you would never watch any of them. Oh well, that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we we're we're like in some ways. There's some reasons we are friends. This is one of them. Yeah, I need to hear that story one day. What story? The story of you going like, I think I want to be friends with this guy. 
I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to think on it. I don't really remember. This is one day you were part of my life. <laughs> the Matrix just uh, downloaded you into my life. <laughs> yeah. They thought, oh, we got this great twist ending where this, you're going to think he's going to die. And then, because this is all for the people watching The Matrix and the Truman Show version of all of this. And, um, and like, in their little pods watching us. And, um, and they were like, oh, this will be a great twist. And so they like, downloaded you into my life. And then it was a whole twist. And I saved you. And it was exciting. I, I, I actually would very much like to get into the, like, just to talk about, like, the weird fucking story of, how we became friends, wound up, both wound up where we're at, and how it weirdly, like, kind of saved other people's lives, and, like, it's, it's bizarre to me. It's truly, to, truly bizarre to me. So the week I'm in Memphis, let's do that, because I'll have plenty of time, um, and there won't be any sort of, like, like, if there's no weird, like, we plan on doing, if we plan on doing it any other time, I could have to do it shorter or, you right, know what I mean? Right. Memphis, I'll have time. Um, so in two weeks, not this coming week, but the week after when we record, we can get into it. Yeah, that, that sounds like fun. So cool. it's just such a weird story. And at least then it'll be recorded for, you know, posterity's sake when I die. <laughs> this is our but. digital journal, and I'll download it and put it on a CD and send it to your mom. Uh, yeah, you have to promise that my uh, when I die, when I'm buried, that there will be a recorder embedded into uh, my tombstone that just plays all of my podcast endlessly on a loop. At your tombstone? Yes. Okay. And you just instead walk up of, and it just starts playing a podcast. Instead of the eternal flame like JFK, you're going to get the eternal podcast. I've recorded podcast. enough of them. <laughs> I mean, so. I think so. <laughs> anyway, go go get some meat. Well, I will. Well, everybody, have a better tomorrow. We will if they reboot the Matrix. Don't don't approve Kavanaugh, the prick. Yeah.